BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is 76ers Rewind. Time now to listen back to post-game reaction from the team's most recent game. Excellent effort by the 76ers. They come up short in overtime, 112-106, losing at Memphis. My name's Brian Seltzer. Let's go now. I believe in progress. We have Brett Brown. Please, he wants to have that fight. He wants to get on the court. He's curious. He's prideful. And he's competitive. And I think that with his mobility and his size and the fact that he can stretch a floor, I do think he's got a real chance to, to stick around, you know, to, in the NBA and hopefully with us. And uh, I think that Furkan, you know, he's not bashful. He comes in, he looks for shots, he hunts shots. I thought he did some good things. We're always challenging Furk defensively. Uh, but at, at, at you look at his sort of birth certificate and you see how young he really is. I thought he did some really good things, especially offensively as well. Long, long game last night, obviously busy day today. Um, do you think fatigue kind of set in in the second half there? I didn't feel it. I, I didn't feel it. You'd think it would, you know, overtime, flight, overtime, so on. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel it. Perhaps with maybe Joel's legs on some three-point shots, you could point to that. You know, you know Landry had a down night shooting the ball. I, I thought, you know, still uh, uh, heavyweights, we have to care for the ball more than we did tonight with Joe and Ben. Um, perhaps that crept into some of that. But in general, I thought the energy and their spirit was uh, was excellent. Any concern about Joel having to play so many minutes in back-to-back nights? There is for me. You know, I don't like it. Uh, I, I don't like it. And you get sort of, as, you, as the overtime's happening, you're always wondering, like, can you just go steal, like, a minute? And it seems always in the light of day, why? Is it going to make that much of a difference? And my heart and gut says no. And so I, I wished I didn't play him that, that many minutes, but had it not gone to overtime, you know, you would have looked at the score sheet and we all would have felt responsible with how we played him. But uh, that's not how it played out. You mentioned his legs and some of those three-pointers. Did, other than that, did he look tired to you out there? Um, 
Not entirely. I'm, I mean, I think our strength and condition people are fantastic with the fitness space they've created. I think our guys are incredibly prideful on taking care of their bodies. You know, we understand. I think we had six games and nine night. We're in some type of, you know, heavy type of dense period on our own schedule. And so we've gone overboard with how we're trying to, you know, protect them and play them and what we do in off days and stud film studies instead of, like, grinding them down. And I didn't feel it. Like, I didn't feel the guys really showing a fatigue level that, that you, you might expect. And I, I say that as a compliment to them and, and to our strength and condition staff. 76ers fall at FedEx Forum in Memphis by the final score of 112 to 106 in overtime. First time the 76ers playing consecutive overtime games in consecutive nights since the final two dates of the 1998-99 season. Head coach might not be willing to go entirely in this direction. The post-game radio dude will. I thought the effort was great, and there might have been some fatigue. I mean, you just think of uh, natural conditions and circumstances. How could the Sixers not have been exhausted after what they went through last night? Overtime game, one point went against the Charlotte Hornets. Didn't get to the hotel in Memphis until probably around 4 a.m. Eastern time uh, earlier this morning after a long overnight flight. You get out there shorthanded, only nine players available in total for the Sixers this evening, and they threw everything they could at the Memphis Grizzlies. They did control the lead for most of the games in front by as many as 16 points. They led by six Going into the fourth quarter, there were a couple spots where the Sixers seemed to be in decent shape. They had a little bit of a burst to go up by two and then by three with under two minutes to go, fueled by T.J. McConnell. He was awesome tonight, but Memphis at the start of overtime got going quick. The Sixers could not recover. They hit just two of eight shots in overtime. They committed two turnovers, missed all six of their three-pointers, and Memphis was able to take this one going away in overtime. Mike Connolly, outstanding for the Grizzlies. He hit 50% of his 24 shots for 32 points in all. Sixers got a 20-point game from J.J. Redick, Joel Embiid, 14 points, 16 rebounds, 4 of 15 from the field. I thought Markel Fultz had a really nice night, 14.79, a downhill attacker. Ben Simmons with 18 points, 14 rebounds, and 5 assists. Furkan Korkmaz off the bench with a dozen, but... T.J. McConnell, he really was one of the standouts. 16 points, 7 of 8 from the field, and at one point factoring in 10 consecutive points scored by the Sixers at the end of the fourth quarter into overtime. So with the loss, the Sixers, they're now 8-6. and six. Their road trip is, I don't know, in one point. Obviously on to Miami Monday and then Orlando on Wednesday. We'll touch base with Tom McGinnis coming up next. It's the postgame show on the Sixers Radio Network. The Sixers Station. 97.5. The Fanatic. Club 76 is the official season ticket waiting list of the Philadelphia 76ers. Get priority access for 2019-2020 season tickets by signing up for either Club 76 Elite or Club 76 Free. Other benefits include exclusive 76ers gear and access to special ticket offers and events. For more information, go to sixers.com slash join club 76, email club 76 at 76ers.com, or call 215-339-7676. 215-339-7676. Another night, another overtime game for the 76ers. This one, a loss. 112-106 in Memphis. Only nine players available. And the Sixers threw everything they could at the Grizzlies. Memphis, a little bit more well-rested, a little bit more punch in crunch time. We'll get to the details in a moment, but first a top-of-the-hour station ID here on the Sixers Radio Network. The 
only place to hear Mike Missinelli every weekday from 2 to 6. 97.5 The Fanatic. WPEN Burlington, Philadelphia. Broadcasting from the Xfinity Studio. Only from Comcast. I'm Brian Seltzer. Tom McGinnis called this one in FedEx form. Tom, great fight by the group tonight, but the turnovers certainly did catch up with them down the stretch. In particular, 23 and all led to 25 Memphis points, and Memphis stepped up and made some plays. That coupled with the offensive rebounds, they ended up with 15 offensive rebounds, 17 points out of that. Those are effort plays as well. Gasol is so adept at that. Oftentimes he's tapping the ball out to guys on the perimeter to reset their offense, and uh, they were able to score out of that. Temple got that three-point field goal on a similar type of play uh, that gave them the lead, and uh, like you say, overcoming all that that, a ma- that big number of turnovers was just too much. So, yeah, there there definitely was some fatigue. The Sixers showed the fight and the spirit. It was incredible, but I think down the stretch, some of these things cost the Sixers, and you know, Mike Conley was really good, and so was Garrett Temple from the perimeter. And nice win for them. They they hold their serve, if you will, in terms of them being undefeated Memphis here at home. TJ McConnell, Tom, I mean, I guess at this point we really shouldn't be surprised. Thrust into expanded duty tonight with 34 and a half minutes played, 16 points, 7 of 8 from the field, 7 assists. He was terrific and was exactly what the Sixers needed when they needed everyone that they had tonight. Right. I mean, you're not surprised by how he delivers, but it's – it's amazing that he does. I mean, right. I mean, he's going dribbling right at Marcus Saul and scoring on a seven-foot center. He's been the defensive player of the year. And then the next time, you're like, whoa, he's going for the elbow jumper. But no, it's a pass to a wide-open Embiid for a slam. I mean, he's just a very efficient player, knows how to get to the basket uh, despite being sometimes overmatched. And it's... Uh, Boy, you, you talk about the grit and the grind here in Memphis. That that defines TJ's game, and he's been a, a winning player for the Sixers, and he delivered big time here tonight. And you got performances from Korkmaz and, and Bolden. Obviously, Landry struggled here tonight. J.J. started. He was good. They were all over Reddick, particularly he started the game five for five, and they were just literally running him off the line with not one but oftentimes two defenders. He just could not get any open space. So credit to them making an adjustment and really guarding him tightly uh, in terms of the way Memphis guarded. I thought Markell played well early. The Sixers, you know, they built up a 13-point lead. And, you know, again, you just know – an opposing team, particularly at home, one that's as good as Memphis on this floor, is going to make a run. But when you're up six or eight, even though there's seven or eight minutes in the game, which is exactly the case that occurred here again tonight, those are big possessions. You know, then it doesn't come down to a Garrick Temple three to give them the lead or to tie it. It's to pull them to back within five or something like that. Those possessions are like insurance type possessions. They give you a pad and off a pad on the scoreboard. Uh, so that the game doesn't come down to the final possession or two. And so those are always big, and that was an area where Memphis, you know, they'd get a stop, and then they'd come down and score, and next thing you know, it's a four-point game as opposed to possibly a double-digit lead. And like that, those swings happen all the time, but when the Sixers lose these big leads, they're they're readily detectable. 76ers' three-game road trip now moves to Florida. Miami, the scene of last year's first-round playoff series with the Sixers won two exciting games. And the Heat right now, Tom, they're 5-6, and six, but they're just a team that based on their head coach and the way they play, their culture, I guess, as it were, you expect them to, A, certainly be a tough factor at home, but also to just be hanging around this Eastern Conference conversation as the year moves along. 
No doubt about it. Whiteside just had a monstrous game for them. And to your point about Spolstra, when you have a good coach and a culture and a work ethic that Miami's been known for years, they're going to get better as the season goes along. So no doubt that'll be a, a big game for them in terms of playing against the Sixers. And every single game, certainly against the East, is big for the Sixers. Try to get as much rest as possible. Chance the Sixers will be undermanned for that game as well. But uh, another key matchup going down there to Miami and then uh, Orlando to finish out the trip. All righty, Tom, talk to you on Monday. All right, but thank you, Brian. Good night. 76ers fall at FedEx Forum, 112-106 in overtime. We'll get to some highlights next. It's the postgame show on the Sixers Radio Network. Your home for the Sixers, 97.5, The Fanatic. The Delaware Blue Coats will host their home opener at the center on November 20th at 7 o'clock. The first 10,000 fans at the gate will receive a limited edition Joel Embiid bobblehead. Tickets are on sale now at Sixers.com slash Bluecoats or by calling 302-504-7587. 76ers opening up what will be, at this stage of the season, the longest road trip of the year, a three-gamer opening on Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee at FedEx Forum. Sixers coming off an overtime game last night, and wouldn't you know, tonight they would be in for a marathon affair as well. But even with nine guys available on the roster, it was the Sixers that came out and set a spirited tone. Here now is Reddick passing to Ben on a given go, and a slam by Ben Simmons. Oh, terrific play. And Simmons throws it down. He's got six. He's three for three. Made it a 12-8 game in favor of the Sixers. They were up 26-21 to after 12 minutes of action. In the second quarter, J.J. Redick was on his way to a perfect start. J.J. with it. Redick, long three. And good! Garrett Temple right there, but Redick knocks down a triple. And the Sixers now with five threes, leading by 13. And that becomes now their largest lead of the game. The score was 52-37. It was a 63-50 game in favor of the Sixers at the break in the third quarter. Things began to change a little bit. Mike Connolly started to step up his scoring. Memphis took a one-point lead, 72-71 with five and a half minutes to go in the third frame. The Sixers answered with a strong spurt. T.J. McConnell with the ball. Sixers going right to left with 120 to go in the third. He hits a trailing Korkmaz. Three ball. Furkan Korkmaz. It's good from Turkey Town. He knocked it down. Sixers 78 to 72. McConnell with another dish, his fifth. And the Sixers closed the third quarter on a 9-2 run. They were up 80-74 to in the fourth. Memphis kept coming. Memphis going in front 91-90 with about six minutes left. Ben Simmons led the response. Able to stay in. Now with 12 to shoot. Simmons picked by Gasol into the lane. Drives it. Right hand left. Good. Ben Simmons cruises into the lane and scores it. Shifting directions left to right. And a right hand layup is good. 94-93 Sixers. A couple minutes later, it was Memphis in front. 98-96. Enter Timothy John McConnell. Here's TJ driving it. Fakes it. Underhand scoop. He's done it again. TJ McConnell driving the ball. Memphis calls timeout. McConnell, where there's a will, there's a way. The fight, the winner within. He ties it and now gives the Sixers the lead. 
Part of back-to-back buckets for TJ and a stretch in which he factored in 10 consecutive points for the Sixers. It was tied at 102 going to overtime after Garrett Temple hit a late three-pointer. And in the extra period, Memphis scored the first four points. TJ McConnell trying to keep the Sixers alive. McConnell with a screen by Reddick. TJ bumped by Temple, drives it on him, hangs, puts it up, rimming good. TJ McConnell with a layup. He's got 16, and that makes it a two-point game with two minutes to go. Memphis would end up fending off the 76ers, hanging on to win as the Sixers lose in overtime after winning in overtime the night before. Some final stats. Sixers shot 52% from the field. Memphis, 43.5%. 11 three-pointers for the Grizzlies, 8 for the 76ers. Neither team got to the free-throw line a ton. Sixers were plus 3 on the glass, but minus 7 in offensive rebounds, the Sixers, 23 turnovers. That did not help. It led to 25 Memphis points. Scoring numbers and other such things, J.J. Redick, a team-best 20 points for the Sixers, 8 of 12, 3 of 6 from three-point territory. Ben Simmons with his 11th double-double of the season with 18 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. Joel Embiid, his 13th league-leading double-double with 14 points, 16 boards. He was, though, 4 of 15 from the field. T.J. McConnell with 16. That was a season-high 7 of 8 from the field, 7 assists and 3 rebounds, a dozen for Furkan Korkmaz, who saw most of his time uh, in the first half, but also a couple uh, key plays he was involved with in the second. Game-high scoring total going to Mike Conley of the Memphis Grizzlies with 32. Marc Gasol with a double-double, 18 points and 12 rebounds. 76ers with the loss. They're now 8-6. Memphis improves to 7-4. Next up for the Sixers, it's going to be a 7-30 game Monday at American Airlines Arena against the Miami Heat. We'll see what these two teams have in store for each other after that five-game opening round playoff series win for the Sixers over the Heat this past spring. Big thanks to everyone involved tonight's production. Back at the studio, it was Pat Egan and Carl Namoli. Now for the radio voice, the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. My name's Brian Seltzer. Saying so long for now, one final time, the final score in overtime. The Memphis Grizzlies 112 and the 76ers 106. Have a great rest of your Saturday night from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network. You've been listening to 76ers Rewind. Be sure not to miss new episodes the day after each game this season, all year long. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need 
It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.